Welcome to the Confluence Cast presented by Columbus Underground. We are a weekly Columbus-centric podcast focusing on the civics, lifestyle, entertainment, and people of our city. I'm your host, Tim Fulton. This week, can a city that doesn't know its history properly tell its own story? I sat down with Columbus Underground staffers Walker Evans and Susan Post to discuss what's been going on in the capital city. We talked about the upcoming election, new and upcoming restaurants, the relevance of history in reporting, and the city's changing retail landscape. You can get more information on what we discussed today in the show notes for this episode at theconfluencecast.com. Enjoy the interview. Sitting down here with Walker Evans, the co-founder and editor-in-chief of Columbus Underground, and Susan Post, the associate editor of Columbus Underground. Guys, how are you? Doing well. Very good. Good. Yeah. We are coming off of the barrage of political interviews, the 12 city council candidates and the two mayoral candidates. Uh, I want to thank, the first of all, the listeners for uh, sitting through some of them mm-hmm. uh, and also uh, invite anybody who hasn't listened to at least specifically the candidate that uh, may represent your district and the two mayoral candidates. I think that there is uh, value in that. Mm-hmm. Also want to thank you, Walker, for the work that you put in to help me get that arranged to have this studio to write the stories that uh, that accompanied those interviews. So. No problem. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun, and I'm happy that we're able to have video versions, audio versions, written versions. Um, they, it sounds like they've been pretty well received, you mm-hmm. know, listened to and th- thus far. Um, and probably the day before election, we'll see another spike when everyone... <laughs> Does that last minute research? Right. Like yeah. Everybody yeah, yeah. cares. And I will say, at least from the, like the marketing emails I put out, just for the you do your own marketing emails, mm-hmm. obviously, but the marketing emails I put out, uh, people actually responded and said, cool. like, "Hey, this is good. Thank you for doing this." So, yeah, some validation, if not uh, in listener numbers for individual interviews, yeah, uh, some validation that there's value in it. Anecdotally, too, Ann and I were at Gallery Hop last weekend for, okay. the, for the first time in a long time. We ran into uh, someone I think everyone knows, Brian Curtis. Ah, uh, Brian, Fr- yes. friend of the show, can yes. I say fr- friend of Columbus Center, Brian Curtis, and he said specifically that he has been enjoying listening to all of these interviews with the Columbus City Council people. So well, good. thank you, Brian. I will say that <laughs> Brian has been forced to listen to my voice since I was like 13 years old. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. And he still, uh, lo- he still loves it. Uh, good. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Susan, what's going on with you? What's hap- what, What's happening in the city of Columbus? I mean, there's all sorts of things happening. Uh, October seems to be the month that everyone wants to open their restaurant, which is really exciting. Mm. Uh, you know, October, late September, you know. Um, so there's been a lot of new spots to check out, which is always great. So there's been a lot of like brewery activity going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Euporia, not quite a brewery, but they do have their own like Upor system. Uh-huh. So you know, you, cleverly named, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I love that their cocktail menu is called Weeporia. So if you mm-hmm. order a you know made co- bartender made cocktail, Weeporia. There nice. you go. Um, so you know, if you're in the mood to pour your own beer, that's an option. Um, Thunder Wing also open in the former sideswipe space out on the kind of west side area. So, okay. speaking of old friends, the guy that opened that, Jason Wing, we've known each other since kindergarten. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Old timey connection. Back to 
Eupor- is it Euporia? Euporia. Yeah. Back yes. to Euporia. They that is actually owned by the Gateway or Campus Partners um, or so Ben Morgan who owns Old North Arcade. Okay. Open that. So, it. but it is in yeah. the Gateway. It's taken over that big space that used to be a World of Beer slash District Poorhouse. Uh-huh. Um, so I think it's great. Great to see something filling in um, that big space down yeah. there. Yeah. And a, a little bit of flavor I think from Old North Arcade as well because mm-hmm. there's like there's some, some games scattered throughout. Super Nintendo games you can play and like an NBA it, Jam mm-hmm. cabinet. Yeah. Okay. So it's not full blown arcade like Old North Arcade yeah. is, but there's bits and pieces. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a fun spot. Looks, okay. Looks like a good spot to chill. Mm-hmm. Great. But yes, Thunderwing, lots of beer. Mm-hmm. Good to see a brewery go back in that space, and then uh, North High Brewing just opened another location out in Westerville. Okay. Um. So restaurant, bar, whole big thing. They've got a huge patio. It actually, backs up to one of the Westerville high school high schools football fields okay i don't know which one i sorry <laughs> so you can have a drink and like watch the game from a essentially distance? yeah okay yeah. and i think he said they were gonna get rid of the fence in between so you can like literally see the <laughs> like just the walk whole thing. up okay <laughs> well, there's like a bike trail through there got and, it yeah, okay so. yeah and it is and they got rid of their north high space mm-hmm. yeah right? okay. so no longer in short north um and uh they're kind of calling the westerville one their new sort of like flagship location it's okay how they're going to be moving forward a little bit more suburban restaurant, big patio. So not forced to change their name, not forced to change it. And they still have a location on North high. The one in Dublin. In Dublin. Yeah. Is Dublin's high street. Yes. I'm not sure if it's technically North high in Dublin or if it's just high, but yeah, someone should write a letter. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, But yeah, they've been expanding in partnership with Cohatch. um, Mm -hmm. Both of those, the, the Dublin and Westerville locations. So great. Yeah, beer to drink. Uh, Fox in the Snow also open in Dublin, and I mean, if you've ever been to Fox in the Snow on a weekend morning, you can probably always use more locations of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so exciting to see them keep growing. Uh, actually, this is a one that opens soon. Well, maybe by the time this is out, it'll be open. <laughs> um, Adelaide's. It's a new gin jazz bar um, in Old North. Where yeah, for anyone who remembers Alana's Food and Wine, yeah, um, going going into that space. So got to check that out recently, and I think it's gonna be a nice spot. It'll it's a little bit of an interesting location. Um, you know, hopefully they can kind of pull some of the professors and the Clintonville crowd uh-huh. um, to that spot. But still same sort of like I. Did see pictures of the decor mm-hmm. but is the layout still the same like it's basically feels like you're in a house yeah and they um it'd been a while since i'd been in that space but yeah they have like some distinctive rooms like there's a library and then the dining room and the bar and then like kind of another smaller room um with a few tables so okay. still has a little bit of that house feel especially on the bar side you see like the brick wall going going down uh, the side I, of the bar. And I don't know this. Who's opening that space? Um, so it's Roderick, Polly, and Laura Justice. Okay. Um, so it's their first time opening a restaurant. Okay. So well, totally new menu, folks. Menu assistants from... From um, Tyler Menace, um, who just opened Good Friends, has worked okay. at Wario's, Market Italian Village, Angry Bear. So... Yeah. A burgeoning scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exciting. So a lot of other things that uh, should be opening soon, too. Always new stuff to check out. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then what else have you been spending most of your reporting time on? Uh, what else? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. It's, it's a blur. It's always a blur. Yeah. Freelancers. Uh, but no, we have some fun stuff coming up uh, for spooky season right now. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So we uh, just put up an article about where to go pick 
pick a pumpkin with your family. Okay. Um, so seven spots around Central Ohio. So definitely check that out. I'm excited. There's some I never heard of, which I'm like, this is great. You know, yeah. You can pit the pumpkins against each other. No. <laughs> <laughs> and so, some of our best read articles this year has been the ongoing "Come Get Your Dead" series that Jesse Bethy has been writing yeah. um, about the Old North graveyard excavation. Uh huh. Um, prepping for the the new development um, that's going next to the North Market. Um, new new article, again, probably out by the time this, this yeah. episode comes out. But yeah. uh, I think it's seventh or eighth in the series at this point. So oh. it's not just like spooky graveyard uh-huh. October sort of thing. Yeah. Like it's a really interesting project that's been going on for, for year, years at this yeah. point. Yeah. And for folks who listen to the mm-hmm. podcast, we interviewed mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. after, I think, just right when the second article came uh-huh. out. Yes. It was basically just a follow-up. And I will say, and this is all... To his credit, this sort of investigation and this work has really spurred me into thinking about what the narrative around... Mm -hmm. It's a very side story of it, right? Mm -hmm. But what is the narrative of Columbus and what is the... um, What is the story we tell of uh, Columbus? And I will say uh, another outlet not to be named. I just got a marketing email from them today, which kind of explores other aspects of this story too so yeah, yeah. Uh, the the success the clicks of it not that that's always what you're right about but mm-hmm. like people want to know more yeah, yeah yeah well at the beginning I think we kind of set out Jesse was like hey this is a thing I'm really interested and want to write about and mm-hmm. we're like no one's going to read this but do it because it's important and yeah. it's cool and you're into it yeah so it's been nice that people have been reading it. It's been very interesting. And like, He's yeah. just done a phenomenal job of, you know, coming at it from a lot of different angles and talking to a lot of the folks involved. Um, he just did an interview with Rick Harrison Wolf, who's the executive mm-hmm. director at North Market. So mm-hmm. it was kind of interesting to work that perspective in. And, um, you know, also talking a little bit about how, you know, North Market and the parking lot get all the attention because that's city owned land. Mm-hmm. But um, the graveyard is a lot bigger than that. And there's been a lot of private development Mm-hmm. And the surrounding areas and, and what that means. And um, the next article that, that's coming out will kind of get into that a little bit. Um, it's with Bucky Cutright, who runs Columbus Ghost Tours. Oh, okay. Um, so just kind of coming at it from not necessarily like a spooky ghost perspective, but sort of, uh, you know, thinking about how we honor honor the dead and honor the past and, you know, has a interesting angle to bring to that. Hmm. Given the interview with... Rick, do we feel like there's been more sort of like participation in the narrative? Because when the first couple articles came out, right, there was not a whole lot of cooperation mm-hmm. around like, hey, what's happening? What's what's under those tents? Sure. How many remains yeah. are there? And like he, Jesse had to kind of, He's... <laughs> forgive me, dig that up himself. Good pun. Thanks. Uh, I think some of that was probably due to the fact that it's like four or five different groups that are working on this project and uh-huh. each one has dis- different pieces. And mm-hmm. so like you have the North Market, you have the city of Columbus, you have like the excavation team that was hired. You have the developer, which is like a multi-part, you know, like Rockbridge, mm-hmm. um, you know, so all these different, and they don't want to speak on behalf of the other group yeah. if they're not involved with some of the, those pieces, you okay. know, it's not like Rick is out there working on digging up right yeah. Bones. Of course not. yeah yeah so he, so he didn't want to say too much mm-hmm. right out of the gate when they had just gotten started you know that's he, fair yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. i think jesse has just been relentless and continuing to follow up with folks and you know yeah. always looking for new avenues and people to talk to and um you know i know know he's working on a few other things with the series that'll kind of help uh put a better timeline together of everything that's happened and so he's doing doing a great job and it's yeah. really fascinating to read 
And I have been curious too if, because we just did that history of Eastland Mall episode, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I have sort of this tickler, if you will, of like podcast ideas. Mm-hmm. And some of them are around like, hey, how do we tell this like piece of our history? Right. Like in, uh, I think it was 91, forgive me if I get this wrong, there uh, we had one of the largest hot air balloon accidents uh, ever. Uh, sorry one of the largest (laughs) one of the largest hot air balloon accidents in the country at Mm -hmm. at least for the time since the hindenburg no sorry Uh, cut that out no but it was three very it was four people who passed Mm -hmm. and it was uh three very uh well-seasoned uh ballooners yeah uh and they ran into the 10 tv tower yeah, I don't remember. And I had no well, idea. This was night like ninety one. Yeah, yeah. and Not like super distant history. Exactly. Yeah. And like I didn't know that story until someone was like, "Did you ever hear about that thing that happened?" Hmm. Uh, what? Good thing to send like, to Doug Motes and right? have him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Stuff like that. Stuff like uh, Columbus's connection to Billy Milligan. Not that the dispatch doesn't drag that old carcass out anytime something happens with the Billy Milligan story, uh, but. I get that all that being said, do you see an opportunity to do more, invest more time and resources into uh, telling those stories? Yeah, I mean, Doug Motes is a kind of local historian and mm-hmm. he, he writes a series uh, when he has time. Yeah. Uh, um, and yeah, they're, they're always really well read. Yeah. I think people are really interested in that sort of thing. Um, well, and I think yeah. um, in Bucky's article that's coming out, he kind of talks about that um, transient nature of Columbus, how there's mm-hmm. so many people that are always coming in that they don't always know a lot of the history of the city. And, and you know, I think that's um, talking about how that's why this story has really struck a chord with people, because people had no idea. People had no idea that used to be a graveyard. And every yeah. couple of years, you get a whole new batch of people that had no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do think very much agree with him on that point that there's always so many new people coming to Columbus that there's a hunger for those stories. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Eastland mall thing, uh, mm-hmm. makes a nice segue as well because shortly after the Eastland mall was closed and then, you know, announced for demolition and then Westland mall secured the fund, like the state funding for the demolition of uh-huh. Westland mall back in February, I wrote sort of an opinion piece of like, you know, we're talking about these two malls, going away the, the new oldest mall now is tuttle right and, you, and i remember and, you like texting me photos of like this should be busy right now yeah 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 yeah, yeah and it's you know some of it is management some of it is sort of the the death of some of the big chain retailers like a lot mm-hmm. of them you know not just during the pandemic but back in the 2010s kind of started right. to fold and collapse the retail uh, apocalypse yeah uh, online shopping just changes in consumer trends teenagers mm-hmm. don't go to malls like they used to because they can hang out with their friends on their phone so there's a lot of factors into that. My my whole reason for wanting to write the story was, you know, we should probably be talking about this so we're not on the hook to tear the thing down in another 10 years. Right. Like that really shouldn't fall on the taxpayers to do. And maybe we should start planning for that. Um, I republished that story last week because Dan Eaton uh, over at Business First, mm-hmm. uh, f- friend of Columbus Underground as well, um, Dan wrote uh, an update that the mall had, because it's been in receivership for two years. It's been... Oh, I wasn't aware of that. Okay. I, exactly. Like a lot of people didn't know because Tuttle's yeah. open and the, the, man, the court appointed management company for the past two years uh-huh. was the same company that was running Eastland for the past 15. So they're just... Well, in, they know how to do it. <laughs> they know how to keep the lights on. Yeah. 
that's about it. Yeah. So uh, th- there's new ownership. They're all sort of these like uh, uh, financial firms. They're not mall operators. They're like it's private equity. It's private equity yeah. firms. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which doesn't usually work out well for yeah. these kinds Anything? of operations. <laughs> so, so really, you know, Dan did that update. There wasn't. We weren't just gonna, you know. Do, do an update off of his work. But I said, yeah. you know, hey, you, go read Business First Story, and here's the thing that we wrote back in February, and that gave it a whole new mm-hmm. bump in traffic, and people were kind of revisiting this article from back in February. But I brought I bring all this up just to say that when I did that story and kind of found out that Tuttle was about 30% uh, vacant, mm-hmm. um, I was talking to Mike Beaumont, another mm-hmm. friend of Columbus Underground, who said... All the name drops. Yeah, we're <laughs> dropping all the names. Uh, Mike Beaumont was like, he's like, I think the short north is probably about 30% vacant too. You should do something about that. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know. Uh, okay. Eh. So the one of the reasons Anna and I went to Gallery Hop last weekend is I haven't walked the entire length of the short north back and forth. Okay. And, and we hadn't been to Gallery Hop in a while mm-hmm. either. And it was really cold this past day. It was like the first <laughs> yeah. cold day. Like, yeah. Fall is yeah, here. We had runny yeah. noses when we were done walking the whole, you know, three miles. Um, but took notes and took inventory. And the, I think the number I landed on was around 15% mm-hmm. vacant. Okay. There's a couple of very... And how are you quantifying? Are we saying like just numbers. number of locations? Yes. Mm-hmm. The, the same way I did with Tuttle. It's not based on square footage because okay. there's no way for me to really know that. Okay. Uh, especially Tuttle because a vacant storefront has like gates rolled down. So it's not like you can even go in there and take measurements. Right. I could, right. I could probably look up each individual oh, building. I'm, not chal- <laughs> yeah. I'm certainly not challenging your uh, methodology. I just know. Yes. No, but, but, but that's, that's an important distinction to make because a, a hundred square foot space and a hundred thousand square foot space, both yeah. vacant are two very different things. But, um, some of them are very prominent, like melt mm-hmm. went away and that's a really big space and it's been sitting for a while. Yeah. The old, uh, Roy G. Biff gallery space, that whole, uh, bottom storefront of that building. And there's been like rumors and I think there's some construction fencing. I've seen folks in and out of there. Yeah. So yeah. something's happening, but things like the old family dollar, like right. they're not going to put anything back in that. Like that's going to be torn down and redeveloped. Yeah, so, I mean, so, so once is. you start getting into the nuance of some of it, and I think even between the time that we went there on Saturday because the uh, piece of cake left, so that was vacant. So I counted that as vacant. And then Susan just did an update. Yes. Piazza Polino is moving in. So the yeah. couple so, that owns Polino's pasta. So yeah. some of it is just standard retail churn, mm-hmm. right. you know, and we're three years past the pandemic. I mean, 15% vacancy doesn't seem ins- yeah, right. insane. I don't think. Um, when also, would, but it is interesting and I'm pu- going to publish a piece on my, my findings on yeah. this and yeah. Well, and I would be interested in what is the number, cause there's always going to be vacancy there cause there's right. safer sure. churn. Sure. What's the number where it becomes unhealthy, right? Right. Uh, so, and, and some of that is about like, uh, the, the retail diversity of the area too. Cause everyone mm-hmm. will bemoan, you know, the loss of an art gallery and the arrival of another bar slash restaurant, mm-hmm. but also like what makes money, what doesn't, you know, um, it was interesting to see during gallery hop, we were there, you know, fairly early six mm-hmm. o'clock. A lot of the retail, like the boutique clothing stores weren't even open. 
Hmm. They they weren't staying open late, which it was also like OSU. That used to be uh, like the argument for gallery hop is everybody stays open later. Yes. Right. Yeah. But also, you know, if you want to go buy an expensive dress from Row, are you going to do that during gallery hop when it's crowded? Or are you going to go in on a Wednesday right. where it, you can kind of take your time and not feel rushed or right. anything? Yeah. And visit with Marin, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I don't think. I, just try to get every like little. We're going like, to drop every single every name. Every name. Yeah. We, we, we tag we, them all in Facebook. We yeah. stopped in Prologue and talked to Dan. Uh-huh. We stopped in Pursuit and talked to Nate. He, okay. They were getting set up for their music show. Uh, <laughs> it was it was nice other than being cold and everyone was in OSU gear. So yeah, you walked by places like Town Hall and it was just people spilling into the streets. Mm-hmm. It was that busy. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's the evolving nature. You know, I, I think everyone sort of is like, oh, I remember the Short North on this one day in 1998 yeah. and that was my favorite memory of the Short North yeah. and anything ever since is not as good as my personal heyday but you can find someone in 1998 was like the real short north was 1985 yeah. right that was you know what i mean <laughs> my, so it's I like do. yeah my friends and i talk about that in regards to campus like everyone's favorite sure. version of campus sure. is always when they were there and anything that's yeah. changed since is like oh my god but also it's like <laughs> yeah guys it's 2002 i'm sorry that's <laughs> yeah, the best, yeah. The best but, but also like if you're 45 and bernie's was still open would you go the answer is probably not are you are you coming from? You, you might be the exception to the rule. I don't think I would go to Bernie's. No. Yeah, but but like I have friends who are like you know oh I live in Dublin now and I I miss that old campus bar and it's like if it were still there it'd be full of twenty one year olds. Is yeah. that who you want to go hang out with? I'm definitely doing that in a few weeks though. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Do it every once in a while. I have sure. uh, my my roommates from OSU. A couple of them are coming into town and we are making a mecca to the beer stube. Yeah. So that was our bar in college. Might and be one of your last chances. Uh, that's right. exactly why we're doing it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I just like that some people want to, you know, they shake their fist at like, oh, there's a Target on campus now, and it's like, do you shop at Target? Well, yeah. Okay, okay then let's. Yeah, I don't know. Fair. It's it's weird. Fair. People like to complain. Indeed. And I like to complain about other people complaining. <laughs> so, last note. I just wanted to uh, give a basically a solicitation to listeners. We're booking out the fall interviews, have some really great ones coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, good mixture of things. But if folks have any ideas or things they'd like to hear about or even like piece of Columbus history they'd like to hear more about, mm-hmm. they can always email uh, info at theconfluencecast.com. Uh, to give us their ideas, or if you're a public relations professional and you just want to pitch your person, that's that's fine too. Yeah, and we'll we'll rotate out guests as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not always going to be you don't me. Have or to Susan. listen to us all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have have some of the other like have Jesse back in or other yeah. other freelancers. Um, yeah, and some other special guests just mm-hmm. kind of weigh in on what what they're up to, and we'll continue to improve the studio. Yes, more <laughs> more fake plants. Maybe right. maybe some more real plants. We need a fern. No, indeed. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Confluence Cast presented by Columbus Underground. Again, you can get more information on what we discussed today in the show notes for this episode at theconfluencecast.com. Please rate, subscribe, share this episode of the Confluence Cast with your friends family, contacts, enemies, your favorite restaurateur. If you're interested in sponsoring the Confluence Cast, get in touch with us. We can be reached by email at info at theconfluencecast.com. Our theme music was composed by Benji Robinson. Our producer is Philip Cogley. 
I'm your host, Tim Fulton. Have a great week.